My friends, we enter in now into this time of the Paschal Triduum, um, the, the holiest kind of block of time of the entire year, with this evening Mass of the Lord's Supper, where we um, commemorate and we celebrate um, the Lord, who on the night before uh, he was to die, had this um, meal, this Passover meal, with his disciples. A meal that he says, greatly have I desired um, to have this this Passover, this Passover dinner with you. Um, This is the night that um, our Lord knows that he'll be handed over, he'll be betrayed, he'll be denied. The night leading into then ultimately the sacrifice of his life for our salvation upon the cross. And that at this Passover dinner, our Lord instituted two of the sacraments um, that we reflect upon in a special way tonight and their relationship particularly to this paschal time, to the the sacrifice of our Lord on the cross, namely the institution of the priesthood and the Eucharist. The priesthood and the Eucharist. So intimately bound the two sacraments are even in themselves. Um, But our Lord, wishing to to leave us this model, uh, instituted these two great sacraments, which we should be very grateful for, um, and we should thank him constantly. The Eucharist. You can't say enough about the the Eucharist and this great gift that our Lord gives us in the Eucharistic sacrifice. It's important that we see that uh, what our Lord institutes with the Eucharist is related to what what he does upon the cross. That our Lord freely lays down his life for us. And so the Eucharistic sacrifice is the sacrifice of the cross. That it's not a new sacrifice, it's not a different sacrifice, it's not re-sacrificing our Lord. It's the one sacrifice of Calvary. And that when we come to the Mass, we are coming to Mount Calvary. That we're coming to to the foot of the cross, not even just the foot of the cross, we're at the cross, right there. The Mass is the cross, where it's the same priest, and the same victim, and the same sacrifice of Christ's love to the Father. And rather than this kind of being brought to us, we are brought into that sacrifice. And that Jesus wishing to um, give us this gift of the Mass uh, has, has done this for us. So that we could be present. We, um, here and now, separated by almost 2,000 years, we can be present at Calvary. And that it's not just now on Holy Thursday and Good Friday But it's at every Mass, every single Mass, we're present at Calvary. We're brought to the cross at every Mass. And so we should never take Mass for granted. And I think after last year, I was on the news a little earlier today, and they asked me, um, because they needed just a random priest in New Britain, and so, you know, I don't know, my number was up. And so they said... um, but they said, well, Father, how's this year going to be different from last year? I said, well, there's people this year, right? Last year, my concern wasn't so much about how to fit as many people as possible in the church, but it's making sure the computer didn't, didn't fail for everyone that was watching YouTube. Now, we still can't have the computer fail for the people that are seated in our lower church and still at home. Um, so it's just an added concern of now the seating arrangements. But um, there's people this year. But last year, at this time, you couldn't go to Mass. You couldn't go to Mass for Holy Thursday. You couldn't go to Mass for Easter Sunday. We couldn't go to Mass, Sunday Mass in the Archdiocese of Harvard, I think even daily Mass, until after Pentecost, right? The whole Easter season, 
The Church of God in the Archdiocese of Hartford was not able to attend Mass. And then I wonder, now that we've gotten back into it and we've got into a routine and we know our seating and we're all worried about all that or focused on that, I wonder if we've lost some of the appreciation that maybe we had at this time last year for the love of the Holy Mass. We want the Mass is the most important thing we could do in a day. The Eucharistic sacrifice is the source and summit of all of the Church's activities, the Second Vatican Council says. Um, the Eucharistic liturgy, it's the source. All of the fruitfulness of the Church flows from the Mass. And that the summit, the highest thing we could possibly do in a day is go to Mass. The best prayer we could make in a day is to be at Mass. The Mass, to be present at the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary. We should never take Mass for granted. And no matter what church we walk into, no matter what procedures they have currently during COVID, no matter what restrictions there are, no matter what hassle we may have to go through, look, we're coming to Calvary. We should appreciate and love the value of what we're doing. And that nothing should distract us from the reality of where we are right now. Yes, in a sense, we're at 1755 Stanley Street in New Britain. But in a greater spiritual sense, at this Mass, we're brought to Calvary. We are at Mount Calvary. We are at the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, the one sacrifice. We should never take the Mass for granted. We should never take the Eucharist for granted. This upcoming summer, we're going to have the the Last Supper discourse. And so we're going to be able to um, reflect for five weeks on our Lord's teaching on the Eucharist in the Gospel of Mark. We should never take the Eucharist for granted. What did it cost Jesus to give us even one Mass? It cost his very life. Every last breath, every drop of his precious blood. He poured out to give us Mass. If we ever take Mass for granted, it's just something I have to do. It's something I have to fit into the day. It's just another hassle with all the stuff. Um, If we ever take the Mass for granted, realize what it costs our, what is the Mass? And then the ability to receive Holy Communion, that Jesus gives us his own body, blood, soul, and divinity to nourish us. Um, He feeds us with his own life. And that this is um, with his own self. And that this is is all part of the plan. That the Last Supper isn't just um, like a foreshadowing of the next day. It's not just the preview. It is the sacrifice. As he says, this is my body. This is my blood. That is the sacrifice. He's laying down his life which John gives us in a beautiful detail, that during supper, he arose and took off his outer garments, which the church fathers see as a sign of him taking off the splendor of of, um, divinized glory, of laying down his life, quite literally. And then after washing their feet, he puts his garments back on and reclined at table, that he freely lays down his life and he freely takes it up again. The Lord gives us the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the Eucharist. And then, to perpetuate the Eucharistic sacrifice, the Lord gives us tonight the gift of the priesthood, the holy priesthood, that there would be those men who, in imitation of him and his priesthood, who is the priest in the Catholic Church? Well, Jesus. He is the one priest. He's the one mediator between God and man. But in his goodness, in his love for us, 
He's called those who would follow him uh, and lay down their lives so that his sacrifice can be perpetuated. So there would be those who would be given totally over to imitating him in his priesthood, that they would be totally dedicated. Our priests are dedicated to the upbuilding of the holiness of the people of God, to celebrating the sacraments, particularly the Mass. The priesthood is so beautifully tied to the Mass. It's so intrinsically tied. When priests stop celebrating Mass, they lose the sense of their priesthood. How could you be a priest um, and not have a love for the Mass? And even priests who aren't allowed to celebrate Mass for one reason or another, I think particularly around this time last year, it was when Cardinal Pell uh, was released from prison unanimously uh, by the Supreme Court of Australia after being unjustly imprisoned for a year and a half almost. And during that year and a half, he, he wasn't able to celebrate Mass. It was actually, it was Holy Week, um, or right before Holy Week, that he was then released. But here's a, when he got out of prison. You've been in prison for a year and a half, unjustly. What do you want to do? I want to celebrate Mass. That's the first thing he wants to do upon getting out of prison. I want to celebrate the Mass. He understands, and he under, his prison, his journals that he kept, the first volume were just recently released. Haven't had a chance to read them yet, but um, what, a, what a beautiful modern example um, Cardinal Pell is. What's the first thing you want to do? I want to say Mass. The priesthood is intrinsically tied to the Mass. And that every day when a priest celebrates Mass, he lends his voice and his humanity to our Lord. So that when the priest says, in the person of Christ, and it's Christ saying, this is my body, this is my blood. The priest himself is tied to that sacrifice. And so we should see that when our priests celebrate Mass, this is my body, which is given up for you. This is my blood, which will be poured out for you. Not just a halfway thing, not just a nine-to-five job, but the priesthood, where there are these men who lay down their entire lives for the upbuilding of the people of God, the upbuilding of their holiness. We need to pray for holy priests. Uh, We need more and more priests. It's no secret that, uh, particularly in our diocese, as vocation director, I can tell you, the numbers are really, really bad. Um, Really bad. Uh, The numbers of of retirements, if every priest retires at retirement age, I think like 25 priests will retire in the next five years, and they're going to be replaced, God willing. Everyone perseveres um, by, I think, five or six met in the seminary currently. The numbers are really, really bad. Um, And so we need to pray for an outpouring of this grace of the priesthood, this call to the priesthood, that more young men may hear the call of our Lord to follow him, to lay down their lives totally, to allow the Lord um, to, to configure them to him in his high priesthood, to have the humility, not to, not to be clericalist. Oh, what do you want? I want to be a priest because I want to be a boss in the church. That's my, no. Um, let me tell you, I, I'm not a boss in any kind of way, shape, or form, right? There's always a bigger fish. But there is, um, but no, to, to have the humility to allow the Lord to work through us. Simon Peters, Master, you going to wash my feet? No, you'll never wash my feet. I, I, I don't have the humility to allow you to, to love me in this way, um, to, to cleanse me in this way, to use my poor and broken humanity. And that's what happens with every priest. That every priest, the Lord uses our poor and our broken humanity, our weakness. It's the weakness of the priest. It's the humanity of the priest. Our Lord uses as an instrument 
for the working of his grace. Sometimes it's happened to me a number of times. Someone says, "Father, you're like you said this in confession. You gave me this advice," and I think like. Wow, that's really clever. I, I don't think I'm that I'm not smart enough for that. That's too clever. That sounds like good advice, right? I should take it myself, whatever. It, you know, God works through our humanity um, in that way. And so we need to pray for many more priests, and particularly priests who love the Mass. That that is, if we want a renewal in the priesthood in the church, then we need priests who love the Mass, who understand the Mass, who understand the, the sacrifice of Calvary and have a priesthood centered around the sacrifice of the Mass. And so, my friends, this Holy Thursday, entering into this sacred triduum, um, we thank God. We thank our Lord for these two great sacraments, and we really consider their value, the priesthood and the Holy Mass, that our Lord has given this gift to us, um, and that we should never fail to appreciate his sacraments. And tonight, as we worship him in this Mass, and as we celebrate the Holy Priesthood, we thank our Lord um, for giving us these gifts. Uh, these gives to his church, this sacrament of charity, uh, so that we can worship and love him for all of eternity, present at his sacrifice on the cross for our salvation.